Before this episode starts, I wanted to let you guys know that my microphone and my laptop had been tripping while recording, so the first two to three minutes sound slightly staticky and it was annoying while editing but i can assure you the whole episode does not sound like this so just stick with me and be patient um but let's just get right into the episode hey you guys welcome back to another episode of there is always a ladder it is me your host trinity and it's just me it's just me here like (laughs) um wow i feel I'm happy that I don't have any guests on this podcast episode. It's been so long since I've done one by myself. I always include people because I just feel like adding more people always adds more to the conversation. But I'm here alone um, and it's going to be even better than if I were to have someone else here with me. Today, we're going to talk about a handful of things. I know the title probably caught your attention, especially the first half of the title, but The second half of the title embodies what we're going to talk about even more, which discusses unlearning societal shame. I'm just going to hop right into it. There are so many different directions that this conversation can flow in, but we are going to start off talking about perceptions, my childhood, and how as an adult, I am unlearning giving a fuck about people's perceptions of me, the things I do, and the world around me. Let me start off by saying that currently I am on an energetic high right now. I just came back from a hot girl lunch with my good friend Lotus, and I love talking to Lotus. If you guys know who the, you might, you might not. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't, but um, Lotus has been in my life for, wow, over a year at this point. We went to Panama together. She was in that video where I was talking about like, what was I talking about? Like uh, giving like relationship advice with my other, well, it was all three of us. We were all three Geminis, everyone who was in that video. And Lotus is in like her thirties, I think her early thirties, if I'm not mistaken. So it was very interesting seeing her perspective on all the questions you guys sent, but she is just like so fucking dope. She works with plant-based medicine and she just travels all the time. She's always in Africa doing something. So and she has like this dope ass partner and they are poly and they just are very oh oh my god it's just a lot and I just love admiring their relationship but um regardless we just came back from lunch and I haven't seen her in months like the last time I seen her it was very brief and it was so nice to share space with her to just sit with her and really just catch up with everything that has been going on in both of our lives I was basically telling her she was asking me like how I make money now since I took a break from YouTube and I was just you know explaining how I do it and I was like you know I started back my only fans and that has been a very cool experience and she was like oh like that's lit you know like tell me about it I showed her my nudes that I'll be posting on there and my nudes are very nice very nice very tasteful very ethereal and we were just got into a very intimate conversation about that because even though I started back my only fans I still was like struggling getting rid of like the worry surrounding promoting it the way that I really could because people will quote kept call them uh, what am I trying to say people may try to quote expose 
unquote me. <laughs> and the the term exposing is such a weird phenomenon. This is like really where we kick off what it is that I really want to talk about with the way that society just looks at nudism and just being naked and sex and things that are quote taboo like what what exactly makes these things taboo um it was so interesting because last night I posted on my Instagram I was just looking for like other OF creators especially those in Atlanta um because I like you know building community and things like that and someone responded and was like you too pretty to be doing that like, shut the fuck up. Like, yo, like, it is so irritating as well because I could be on OnlyFans boiling tea and mixing herbs. Nigga, you don't know what the fuck I'm doing on OnlyFans, for one. And it's just like the the narrative surrounding it is so fucking annoying. I have always been interested in sex work. I have been interested in sex work since I was, shit, since I was like, young but I could never like allow myself to fully engage the idea of me doing sex work simply because of what other people would think and it's so funny because I always knew that I was going to be famous for something and I was just like oh not only would I have to deal with my family and their opinions about what what I'm doing in my fucking sex life but now I'd have to worry about the world (laughs) And my growing audience and what they think about me doing sex work. Like, how weird is that? Like, what a dilemma to have at like age 13, you know? But regardless, I've always seen just nudism, naked bodies as like, of course, art. And just like, of course, I would be turned on in some situations, but it was never like a gross turn on. It was never like a desperate energy that I was expelling onto other people. And because I have always had such a untraditional, unconventional view of these taboo things, like now as an adult, like there have been multiple times where I have had to remind myself Trend, I mean, you can be in public talking about threesomes, but don't be surprised when people are looking at you like you crazy as fuck. (laughs) Like that happened to me like a few months ago. Like I was in Ikea and I was on the phone with AB. One of us was talking about wanting Rue and Jules and Elliot to have a goddamn threesome or the fact that we just expected that that was going to happen. And I was just talking about it. But the way that I was talking about it, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like I was talking about fictional characters in a in a show. And even if I did, it still wouldn't have mattered because I'm still talking about having threesomes in public. And especially in a place like Ikea, the audience in Ikea is diverse as hell. You can have old ass people, you can have little ass children. And it was just an older black woman next to me who heard my conversation. And it wasn't until like right after I was saying, I was like, oh, like, you know, come back to earth trend, I guess. Like, you know, I am talking on the phone about to somebody about a threesome and, you know, this older black person, their energy, I can feel it. So (laughs) I'm just saying all that to say, I have always had a very different relationship with nudity and the sexual arts growing up. And Yeah, I never knew what to do with that energy. I never knew what to do with that desire. So 
I couldn't really like, I, I, I don't know, because I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to properly channel it. I didn't know how to properly nurture it. I didn't know how to properly feed what it is that I wanted to experience. But talking to Lotus always just like makes me feel so assured of myself and so assured of the things that I want to try and want to do and want to experience because I, if you guys are into human design, uh, you might understand more so what I'm trying to say right now, but I have a placement in my human design chart that basically expresses the fact that I will be hard on myself in many situations as I experience life. And that has prevailed, sadly, for a, a lot of different situations that has definitely um, been true, you know, and um, it has definitely showed up when it comes to me expressing my desire to want to be more should I just be wanting to be naked like I just be wanting to sage my house ass naked not giving a fuck recording myself because it's ethereal like my OnlyFans content is tasteful my shit is tasteful I there's nothing wrong with how other people take their nudes or record themselves doing whatever in the fuck I don't be like squatting over my phone taking pics of my yoni like I I incorporate flowers I incorporate sunlight I incorporate just uh, Erica Badu be playing in the background like it's just like top fucking tier content and um one of my main inspirations for the way that my OnlyFans looks is um her Twitter name is Vixen Vol. Um, but her name is like Valeria and she has an OnlyFans and I was subscribed to her OnlyFans and she's a Gemini and she's just a fairy and she is, she kills it. Like all of her pictures, I just love her fucking pictures. Oh my God. Her nudes are great. Her regular pictures are so, oh, I aspire. Have you been wanting to pursue a career as a content creator while expanding your spiritual well-being and ridding yourself of limiting beliefs and negative thought patterns? Listen, as someone who's been a content creator for eight years, I've been through many different transitions since I first picked up a camera at age 13. And because of this, I've made it a lot more easier for you to learn from my mistakes. I did this by creating my new website, alchemyofcreation.org. Here is where I've created five weeks worth of informational modules, presentations, exercises, and shadow work questions to help you transform your mindset in order to grow your audience, grow your social media presence, and become your own boss within a year. If this interests you, please go to alchemyofcreation.org or click the link in the description to learn more about all the services we have to offer. From solo work, group coaching with other like-minded individuals, or one-on-one -on -one learning with me there's truly something there that is for everyone now let's get back into the episode i aspire but i will plug her link in the description box of this video if you guys want to check her out but that is my inspiration i take very fairy like nudes and i just fucking enjoy it like i be taking pictures and i'm like why the fuck wouldn't i share this shit like i don't really like and i think it's also a part of me being a gemini i fucking like attention you know when they when we was growing up they always would be like oh like she's doing that for attention like so fucking what like i never understood that my gemini ass loves some attention uh, niggas be deeming me talking about some you pretty i know nigga i know <laughs> 
of course I, of course I'm pretty the fuck. And it took me a while to even get here. So I think with the fact that like, now I have the confidence in my body, I have the confidence in my face. I have the confidence in my personality to show up the sultry way that I want to the sexy way that I want to. Why the fuck am I still slightly allowing external, um, perception to get in the way of me showing up like that, you know? And I think like, it's so funny because I had started my OnlyFans, but I didn't post anything on there for a while. Oh no, I did. I did post some things, but I definitely didn't promote it. I didn't put that shit nowhere and people still found my shit. So when people started to like subscribe and I had it posted on there in like a few weeks, I was like, okay, let's really just give this shit a shot. And the longer I do it, the more I get comfortable with it. Um, I love it. And it's just so interesting because I look back and I remember, I remember being 18, 19 years old and just measuring myself every single day, every day. I would weigh myself every day. Um, I would go to the gym. Shit. I would go to the gym twice a day if I could, like I would just work out day in, day out during quarantine. That's what I was doing a lot of the time, even before quarantine. That's what I was doing a lot. And after quarantine, it still lasted for a little bit, but I was working out like crazy, trying to lose weight in different areas. I carried a tape measure with me wherever I went. At the at the beginning of the morning, I would measure myself. At the end of the night, I would measure myself. And it was just like an unhealthy thing, you know? And I haven't measured, I measured myself for the first time in like maybe a year yesterday. And that was only because I buying clothes online and I wanted to make sure that they fit me. So you know, like I think OnlyFans is like a way for me to celebrate the how far I've come and how much I actually do love my body now. So for people to be judgmental or like try to attack me or quote expose me, I'm like, how are you going to do that when it holds no like mental, emotional weight over me, you know? And I think another, another a factor that plays into this is being like spiritual, you know, like niggas be acting like there's a guideline. Niggas be acting like you can't be spiritual and be a stripper. Like there's no rules on how people do their journey. And another thing is like, people are so different. Like it's so interesting to see how people will try to invalidate what someone's form of self of sexual expression is because of their trauma that they have had in the past even with my audience like it'd be interesting when i'll post something and people won't like well it's, this is not normal but like like uh, one person or two will be like questioning why i posted what i did like I don't know. I guess maybe that just happens to everybody. Like I'm pretty sure even Doja Cat, everyone knows she's random, but I guess like, you know, from the jump, like it wasn't always like as easily accepted, I guess. I think you guys understand what I'm saying, but like the other month I posted the green, somebody edited some green titties on the green M&M and I thought that shit was hilarious. And so <laughs> I screenshotted it and posted it on my story. And so many people were like, what the fuck is this? Like this, how you feeling? Like, et cetera, et cetera. And some of it was funny, but other other responses were clearly just like judgmental. And I'm like, why does it matter so much to you? <laughs> you know, like, are these your titties? Like, uh, all right, then. So, um, 
But but what I was saying when it comes to my audience is like like I'll be at like erotic events and I'll record some of the people performing on stage and people will swipe up and say like judgmental things. And I'm like, 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 you know, why are you there? Like, this isn't like a a good look for you. And I'm like, nigga, huh? Like who, yo, like, I don't, it's to be interesting. Cause I'm like, I feel like I am a very easy person to see. And when I say see, I mean like, see me and accept me but I think that that's because I have mainly accepted myself like you know I've accepted myself so much and now that I'm thinking this through talking this through I guess that that comes from people not seeing themselves a hundred percent so therefore how could they see me when they don't see themselves so that's where that internalized shame judgment etc comes from but it's annoying because people will still project that onto you. People still won't acknowledge that this, Hey, this is something within me that I need to heal from because you know, they're just not healed from it. So therefore they're just projecting that shit onto me. And I think where I am at right now is stepping away from that judgment. Like it being thrown my way and it not affecting me at all. Like sometimes I feel pressure to respond to people because like, I don't be quote ready to argue, but I do be ready to pick niggas brain sometime. Cause I'm like, what you mean? This is not a good look for me. Like, you know, like who's looking, it's just a handful of different aspects that go into it, but I enjoy, um, my practices. And like last year, like I was very interested in practicing polyamory, which I know that I'll get back there in a, a, uh, shortly. Um, still, you know, I think when it comes to being polyamory, I am focusing on such a sturdy foundation within myself, within my sexual energy, within practicing vulnerability, successfully establishing boundaries. And so whenever I do meet a divine counterpart, (laughs) um, we'll establish that same foundation within us. And however long that takes, that's fine. And then after that, because I am a fucking Gemini and I cannot stay on one thing for more than like two seasons (laughs) so after that we want to try some new shit we can try some new shit and it's okay because we have such a sturdy foundation within ourselves that it don't matter um (laughs) but yeah so that is very very important to me and even when it comes to my family (laughs) like bro I got my father's side, which I cut off years ago, they don't even fucking matter. My father's side, hella Christian, hella hypocritical Christians. Um, my mom's side, everyone is, well, not everyone. I have a part of my mom's side that's Christian and the rest of them are Jehovah witnesses. So niggas is in a cult. So, I mean, you can imagine the type of, um, sexual liberation that's going on on either side of my family. And they're, internalized judgment there, um, my people pleasing tendencies and the way that I was more so nurtured when I was being a people pleaser that has a role to play in the way that I show up or the way that I was showing up shit, the way that I showed up in my entire life, because it's still something that I am unlearning, but you can imagine like 
me really trying to express myself fully on every platform that I have. And it's still kind of uh, being a, a, a area of struggle because like you can, you can block people from viewing your story, which I'd be doing with my mom and my aunt, but you can't block people from viewing your Instagram posts without <laughs> blocking them. So, and then it's like, if I block them, then it's going to be an issue, but it, it'd be funny as hell. Like, what did I do? The, what did I do a few months ago? I think I had on like I had on like a crochet bikini and I was like, of course I had like a full body like video of me in it. And I had got around my mom like a week later and, and I forgot about it. And she was like, mm-hmm, I seen you in that, in that two piece set you had on. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> what two piece set is she talking about? And then eventually I realized what she was talking about. And I was just like, okay, like, what the fuck? Like, okay, like, what about it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, and a part of me, there's like my shadow self, my ego. A part of me is still operating from that place of internalized shame and, uh, you know, worry and fear. And, you know, I am on the verge of, I'm on the path of unlearning it. Um, I'm on the path of really like, I just, I, I just want to stop listening to people that I don't need to listen to. Like, uh, there's so many, there's more people that I shouldn't listen to than I should listen to niggas be like, Oh, your ticket prices are too high for your events. No, they're not. Your your the amount it is to get into your only fans is too high. You need to lower it now. The thing with me is like quality over quantity, quality over quantity. If you are an entrepreneur, you probably understand what I'm saying. Shit. If you don't even have a business, y'all understand what I'm saying, but quality over quantity is so fucking important to me because I've experienced events that I've held where the, the ticket prices were cheaper than what I originally wanted them to be. And my uh, clientele, like the, the, the clientele, I don't think that was the right word. Um, the, the people who attended the event were just not in alignment with who I wanted to be there. And it'd be funny because I'm like, how the fuck are these people watching me? How are they finding my channel? Like, I don't get it. Like, and there was only like three people at that event that I'm, ref or one of the events that I've hosted everyone else at my higher ticketed events have been hella dope hella cool even the free events where I've hosted um like the meetups in the park everyone super cool super sweet um but you know I've just had a few bad experiences that I'm just like not trying to copy again and even with the releasing of my master course of course I knew the number one issue that people were gonna have was the price and it's funny because listen here I'm about to raise the price of my shit again <laughs> and uh the reason with that is because I have clients in every tier of the of the programs but uh the tier one program is not being raised if you want to do the solo master course by yourself that won't be being raised um at all so I'm actually about to have a flash sale on that uh, program, but for the group program and the one-on-one -on -one coaching with me personally, the prices of those are about to go up because the, uh, number of weeks that I am going to be working with my clients has gone from five weeks to 11 weeks. That is a lot more of my projector time usage. And as a projector, um, you know, I don't have as much energy as some other people and, 
I want to honor and value that energy deeply because there have been many moments in my life being raised by a generator mother where that has not been nurtured. And I, I need that to be nurtured as an adult. I, I need that because it's, it's something that I am proving to myself and it is something that I am, you know, actively, actively, um, working through. But when it comes to nudism and sexual liberation, sexual education, Jesus, sexual education. Oh my God. And my sexual expression, like it has of course been a journey, but the most important part to me has always just been my acceptance of myself authentically, a hundred percent authentically, and really showing up in these spaces the way that I, I want. Fuck, fuck how people perceive it. Um, you know, I want to show up X and X, Y, and Z event like this and, or online like this. Like, you know, I just, I think that a lot of my internalized struggle comes from what people say or how people act like I am supposed to be. I don't know. I don't get it. And especially when I do things, not expecting there to be like a surplus of, oh, like, wow, you're showing an areola. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, what is y'all, what are y'all tripping about? Like, you know, I, and, and even with like some people that I work with, like, you know, some photographers or like some videographers, like they're like, they're not, like, I think it's interesting when people are uncomfortable with like nudism and like nudism in the simplest form, like not like sexual nudism that can be understandable, especially for people who have trauma, but like, like at camping trip, for example, like women will like walk around with their like shirts off, like just free tits, free tits. Oh my God. I was trying to say like something like free balling, but like free tittying. I don't know, but just, you know, topless. I've seen like completely naked women out there, like, and people are just like shocked. And it's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what are you shocked at exactly? I think something that has helped me love my body even more, uh, and this goes back to my sexual education, is seeing what other women's vulvas look like. Like, oh my God, I think that shit is so dope. Like, there's a program on um, Netflix. Oh my God, I said program. Am I getting old? There's a show on Netflix. It's called uh, The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. That's one of them. And then there's called uh, one called Sex, Love, and Goop. I highly recommend. I highly recommend any and everybody check that out. Um, the, this That wasn't the first time watching that show that I had seen like different images of like uh, uh, vulvas from different women. But I think that that was my first time seeing them like not cartooned not cartoonerized, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like a, a picture book of cartoon vulvas and clitorises and uh, labias and, you know, things like that. Like, it was literally like real women who just, you know, opened their legs and just showed us exactly what it looks like. And I was just like, that makes me love the way that my vagina looks even more. Like, I just, I love the way that it just shows the amount of diversity 
that we can look like. And I remember being a child, having never seen a vagina before, wondering if mine looked the way that it was supposed to look, quote, supposed. And now I look at my yoni in the mirror so often. Now I've been doing it, well, I said so often, like it's been months, but I just did that exercise, like truly did it, truly connected with it yesterday morning. And it was transformational, shawty. I had the crystals near me. I had my book of handwritten intentions. Like I have been doing this, this inner work with my Yoni and really connecting, really getting to know her, really know, figuring out what it is that she likes, what she don't like, you know, just building a strong foundation within myself, within my body, within my sexuality and my sexual expression and just loving the journey of discovering it. I think that shit so fucking dope. Um, so fucking dope. So, you know, that's why my OnlyFans is structured the way it is. I can really tell the difference between like quality consumers on there and ones who are not. That's why the first thing in my bio says, don't come on here with no bullshit. I don't want to hear you DMing me talking about some, can you give me advice? I don't understand why women aren't attracted to me. I'm a 27 year old virgin and I don't understand why X, Y, and Z gets more attention than I do when they ain't shit. I don't want to hear that shit. And if I charge you for advice, don't look, don't, don't get confused. <laughs> like, uh, don't get confused, nigga. I would love to have more Yoni owners on my OnlyFans, but I don't, I, I just have to assume that there's always going to be way more men than there will be women. But yeah, I, I think it's a transformational experience for me. I enjoy it even more so. And I enjoy it a lot because I really took a long ass break from it and really reevaluated what it was that I wanted to do on there. And yeah, it's, it's been working out, but, um, yeah, subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> don't be fucking weird. Goddamn. Don't be fucking weird. Um, if you, Ooh, you know what? DM me on Instagram and tell me if you relate to what I've been talking about. Like, tell me how you feel when it comes to this subject, because I feel like there's a lot more people that think like this. I just don't be knowing where they are. And I love like building community. I want to host some more. I want to host erotic events in ATL starting this summer. I really want to have like an erotic lingerie party. I want to have like some like performers of the erotic uh, community. I don't fucking know if that was said correctly, but I want to have like just a, a safe space where we can come and just like express ourselves you know, just in the nude, you ain't got to be nude in lingerie. Like I just would love to, um, I would just love to build community for a space like that. And yeah, I feel like it's a very vulnerable thing to be naked. And I think that that's why I like it as well, because I did not realize how much I struggled with vulnerability until I really jumped into, uh, doing more shadow work. Uh, this is even unrelated to me doing OnlyFans, but doing shadow work and and starting this Yoni Bible that I have and really journaling about um, 
how I feel in certain situations and where I feel vulnerable, what vulnerability is to me, where in my life do I feel like I can show up being more vulnerable, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a great experience. So yeah, I don't know. I hope this conversation helped you love yourself more. I hope that it encouraged you, bro. Even if you don't start an OnlyFans, bro, just take some nudes. Take some nudes. Look at look at yourself in the mirror naked. Me and AB live together, and me and AB are always naked. And it's interesting because people thought we were fucking for so long, but no, we are not having sex. Uh, we are just very close friends. And I love uh, walking around the house being naked. I got plants all over the place. I've got sunlight all over the place and I'd be taking my nudes in the sun like twice a week. And it's just remarkable fucking content. <laughs> I have a virtual assistant and I'd be sending her my pictures and she'll just applaud every time. <laughs> it's great. It's a great dynamic. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, check out the description box for any details that I mentioned in this podcast episode. They will be down in the description box below, or I don't know where they are on podcast, but regardless, I hope you guys have a great day and you will hear me. You will hear me in the next episode.